Welcome to the Writing with Purpose podcast where I, Anna Wollescroft, chat with fellow writers and outdoor enthusiasts about how we can embrace creativity and curiosity to live a life full of adventure that doesn't feel like hard work. I delve into exploratory conversations about my two loves in life, writing and nature connection, as part of my mission to share the well-being benefits they both bring. It's wonderful to have you here today. In this episode of the Writing With Purpose podcast, I chat with personal coach Joel Dovey about how he discovered the huge gap his clients experienced once they stepped out of the gym doors and what he did about it. Hi, Joel. Welcome to the Writing with Purpose podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today and to have uh, a conversation with you about all things uh, outdoors, writing, creativity, all that sort of stuff. Let's see where the conversation leads us. Oh, yeah. Excited to be on here. Thank you very much for having me and inviting me on. Oh, and, you're uh, welcome. I'm intrigued to see what we, where we go and what we talk about, to be honest. So, yeah. <laughs> Every conversation leads somewhere where it's potentially not intended, but that's part of the beauty of having a, a conversation with people, I think. So, um, so Joel, just to sort of introduce you, um, you um, you run your own business. You, uh, you run an above and beyond program, uh, which is mainly for business owners. Um, and you kind of come from a personal training background, haven't you? And then transitioned more into sort of transformational coaching for business owners and bringing a lot of the weight loss together with um, coaching mindset and behaviors and nutrition and all that sort of good stuff that goes into our well-being and, and strength of the physical body and, and the mind as well. So can you sort of um, tell us a little bit about that transition? and what led up to that that decision really I suppose of making that change and embracing the oh. uh, the coaching of the business owners absolutely I think uh, like a lot of people that go through changes in their business or their careers um, it's mostly from an experience they've had and uh, the experience I had really was from the typical you know gym instructor role teaching lots of classes and spin classes and being uber motivational all the time um in the gym with clients and things and then obviously personal training as well um the biggest gap I found where I felt like my hands were tied when I was personal training was um, outside of those gym doors you know where people were in their own mind space where they were in their own kitchens or out eating um socializing enjoying the rest of their life and um not only was how they, or the reasons why they came to me was being affected outside of the gym doors, but also what they did, their actions, their behaviors, their habits were affecting also their results and uh, ultimately leading to how they felt that, you know, they needed to make some changes. Uh, and largely, you know, uh, largely down to perhaps how they felt and how they looked in the mirror in terms of their fitness and their health and um, the weight they were carrying maybe. So um, that was a big eye-opener for me. And the longer that I was a personal trainer, the more I kept seeing all these sort of things being thrown at me in terms of there's more out, there's more out there that I can do to help my clients. And that's where that transition came in. So I started obviously speaking to uh, others that coached rather than personal trained and got their sort of like take on it and um, 
got to see a little bit more in depth on how they did things with their clients in all different industries and different backgrounds and then sort of start to started to sort of experiment that with my with my current clients who yeah. uh, loved it because they got to see a whole different side of of personal training of coaching and things so um and then once that started to develop and the results started coming through and the the changes and impact uh, over such a short space of time started to happen I was like this is perfect this really works um so then over the years sort of uh, done a bit of a, a hybrid model of that so some personal training some coaching uh, and then which then led me to the above and beyond business owners program where by is um a, a coaching program um but with all of the, the necessaries in there to enable them to feel great look great perform great um and just be able to live that life that they've probably wanted for years and years but could never feel like they could have the business success and the health um and well-being success at the same time together yeah and I think that's something that a lot of business owners and that you know myself included that you you reach a point when you think okay there's a little bit of a I don't always like to use the word balance because I think sort of personal and and business or personal and professional if you enjoy what you do then it, it's just life but there's quite often an unbalance there where for the detriment of your own health and be that fitness be that how you eat be that that sort of free time time to yourself self-care looking after yourself it takes a bit of a dip uh and you're just focusing on the business and it, all you ever seem to be doing is is working you know either that be on the business or in the business or looking after teams if you've got a you know a structure of a business there and yeah i think you you can't perform optimally as an individual if you don't have all of those different areas covered so you know your your mindset your, your nutrition your physical health all of that sort of stuff you you can't kind of there's no optimal in just one is that you it's got to be a balance across all of them um so yeah and it's something that i think the way that you said um how you wanted to help people sort of beyond the gym doors was a great way of, of sort of visualizing what that person was happening. You know, they were in front of you, they were working out, they were probably doing great. They were putting on this performance with you that was really good. And then they'd be going back home and they'd be having some bad habits that be that what they eat, sit in front of the TV all night, whatever, the, you know, they're thinking internally as well. And that all has an impact, doesn't it? So to approach that holistically from the whole coaching piece is is just far more... Uh, there's a lot more benefits involved for people. Yeah. So what, why uh, why was the choice to focus on business owners? Was that because you've been a business owner yourself or a lot of clients that you were seeing in the gym were business owners? Was there a reason for yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was a couple of things. I think one, when I was sort of thinking about uh, who I wanted to work with most uh, in particular, um so I could build up that sort of like avatar in my mind of how my ideal client would would look like and work um work and sort of like the relationship would be um is that when I was younger um my dad had his own business mm. so I always saw sort of like I always was in and around that's like sort of entrepreneurial uh even if you like Del Boy like sort of thinking, you know, of like business and wanting to, uh, you know, make some money and, uh, you know, and 
lead the family and be able to take them out for dinner and be able to have all the nice things and do all the nice things and things like that. And that was certainly one thing because something that I think, and my dad won't mind me saying this, that he never really put his health first or he never really looked at his health in the same way as a lot of us do now. And, um, and that then did, you know, evidently it, it did have an impact. Uh, it did have an impact on his, on his career, on his health, on how he managed things and things like that. Um, so that was, a, I think, one of the deciding factors. Um, and another one, I think having grown up in and around business, um, I just have much more of an interest in business, no matter what it is. You know, I've got clients that have all different types of businesses, uh, from financial types to property to retail um, to green energy and all that sort of thing. And, and every single one of them still has those key principles behind them all. Um, and every single one of them ha have those similar characteristics of wanting su success, driving forwards, um, wanting to learn and, and um, absorb each and everything that they think might be valuable and useful to them to help push their businesses and their employees and everything else forward. So I think that knowing that I was helping someone that could then help more people um, or could then help their business, help other businesses, um, was, I think, more fulfilling for me. I think that that gave me that little extra like, oh, yes, I'm not just helping this one person. It's, it's more than that. Um, and me realizing that over the years and seeing that and seeing those, those the impacts happen, the changes, the results that my clients got uh, massively sort of like lit the fire for me and wanting to do more and exploring more about how I can help them more and, uh, and push them further. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a driver. A lot of what you said there I relate to because my mum and dad had their own business as well. So I think, you know, when when that when you grow up with that, it's kind of in your blood a little mm -hmm. bit and you see that drive and you see that ambition of those role models that you look up to and yes there's areas that you know probably could have been better for them I mean every generation is slightly different and we learn from from each other and those that walk the path before us don't we um but yeah I had kind a of vision of you you walking around like little Damien Delboy's son <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not quite like that hopefully no. not quite <laughs> do 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 yeah. that's showing I think the, I think the funniest thing maybe some of my friends would say from school is that so my dad used to have a, a stationary business so he used mm. to bring things into school and then sell them to everyone like, oh I've got these new ones you know, who wants you know sort of thing and I thought that was like the you know I was a business you know I was a businessman then that was it you know yeah um, brilliant yeah it's funny that isn't it my dad uh, my, uh, he had a video business so a lot of my kind of selling was blank videotapes and things <laughs> yeah it's funny um yeah and you said something else there about you know you wanting to help your clients but your clients also help other people and um I can relate to that as well from um I mean I don't do a huge amount of direct copywriting anymore but I was always drawn to the types of businesses that what I was writing for ultimately was helping other people so you know I've, I've written quite a bit for counsellors um, a nutritionalist so you know those people helping other people so yeah you can just see sort of the little ripples if you like of something that you're able to do and then impact somebody else and then that then impacts somebody else and so on and so forth and it sort of grows from there 
um, which I think is great. Um, so you've got with um, with your above and beyond program, you've got sort of three principles, haven't you? The calibration, the acceleration and the performance. And again, yeah. I can see sort of ways for, for myself and how that works. So, yeah, if you could set, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, why those three things and how you see that's key for someone's. Yeah, program. I think when I was sort of putting the program together, it was off the back of years and years of, of personal training and coaching. And I was just basically trying to simplify it down because ultimately we all have busy lives, especially being a business owner and running your own business, not just that, family as well, social commitments, et cetera. So it was really just to simplify it. So when someone looked at the program or said, Joel, how does it work? It basically, this is the start, this is the end. And that's what I and that's what I do with it. So we calibrate, which is everything and anything um, we look at, depending on what the client's goals is. Some uh, clients, it's very simple and straightforward. Others, it's a little bit more in detail and in depth in terms of, you know, if they have injuries or various different um, experiences in the past that they've had in their training, in their diet, in the mindset, maybe. Um, so we look at all areas and try and turn over every stone that we can to uh, to check that we're not missing any pieces to the puzzle. And then once we've worked that out and we know where we're starting from, we can then start to accelerate the results. And that's where the acceleration stage comes in, in terms of basically me being supportive, uh, me being able to help them discover their true drive and how we can then put those pieces of the puzzle together to give them accelerate accelerated results. Uh, and then after then, it's that performance stage. So they're then tweaking and honing their own skills and being able to perform at their very best uh, on a nice constant level. Um, albeit we can't always operate 110% all of the time, but it's knowing that we have that new standard now, that new foundation, um, which is then going to be able to ultimately leverage themselves and their business going forward. So yeah, that calibration, acceleration and performance um, sort of hopefully just describes the a simple three steps to, uh, to what we try and um, help our clients with when they do yeah. I guess you're building up towards that maintenance of a more optimal level. And then, as you say, you're just tweaking certain elements so that they stay on course with that um, yeah. and, and living the, the best life that they can do through all of those different areas. Do you find that people tend to struggle more with one thing and, and that's like an obstacle for them across all different areas or does it just depend on the person depends on the situation depends on the business yeah I mean there's always common perhaps common factors that do crop up um but certainly dependent on on the person yeah where what their goals are that's the biggest thing um quite often when we start to calibrate with a client sometimes that changes their goals because we start to see actually what we've already managed to achieve and then going forwards and they can go oh, okay yeah so this is possible or that is possible as opposed to where their initial goals were um yeah. so i think yeah the calibration is probably the most important part um and the rest then sort of flows nicely uh, in their own time but yeah it's tricky to say um i guess there's there's, there's the usual factors that people will talk about e.g. having enough time to train or to exercise or to live a healthier lifestyle. Um, but ultimately coming down to it, it's, it's looking back at, okay, what's the goals and why do you want to achieve those goals? 
um those like common coaching sort of like scenarios really when uh when any coach would ask any client i guess uh, no matter what the uh the goal would be but it's why do you want to achieve that you know mm. i think that's, the, that's a huge factor of the of the puzzle yeah and i guess part of that calibration calibration sorry stage is aligning people more with their values and their purpose and how that feeds into the goals that they want to achieve and i guess sometimes if if you that like you say people tend to um sometimes people that can change have they got the right goals in the first place? Maybe they didn't realise that actually that doesn't mean as much to me as as this. And it's only by going through that process that you put them through and you're probably asking them certain questions that they realise actually they're a little bit, you know, off track. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not to say as well, like a client would only go through that process once. It's actually a few times till they get to the strongest point they've ever been to. Um, and it's that whole process of going through calibration, acceleration, performance, they might then go, actually, no, I want to do this instead now. Or, oh, actually, I've, I've achieved this, but now I, I feel more confident that I can actually go for what I really wanted, which before I didn't have the confidence to tell you about or didn't have the confidence to even um, dream up myself. But now I'm way healthier or way fitter way stronger way more confident now a business is in a way stronger position or it's you know it's got another couple of years under its belt i can now got the opportunity to do this yeah so then it's that calibration process again we accelerate and then we perform again so yeah that's a it's a huge one really yeah yeah and i guess for you that's the beauty of working with somebody and then seeing the potential in there and yeah we've we've realized this goal now let's go for another one and uh because I, I was going to say is there a typical time period if you like that people would join above and beyond and then they'd they'd sort of reach that peak and then that would be the end of it or is it something that they can really just keep on going and repeat that cycle with another goal with something else that they set their mind on and just it, it's kind of perpetual but inevitable but sorry yeah. no, um no perpetual but ongoing yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, what I've found over the years with coaching and now into Above and Beyond, the Above and Beyond pro program is that um, there is no sort of like time limit or or maximum time um, that people want to work with me. Um, but it's them ultimately being able to make that decision and go, Joel, I'm really in a great place. I've found that everything is now, you know, autonomous. And I am, you know, doing really, really well. And a lot of the guys that are still in the program from, you know, over the past few months and years, it's because they enjoy being a part of the program, not because they need to be a part of it. Uh, and it's more of that process. They enjoy helping others in the program. It keeps them uh, just them switched on that little bit more in terms of resetting their goals and being proactive and, and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, with a lot of my clients, it's sort of like, the initial six to 12 months is huge. And then after that, it's where they want to take it to uh, mm. and where they want to go. So I would say roughly between 12 and 18 months is probably the most um, the most popular sort of time frame that a lot of my, my clients that I work with. Um, but some are shorter, some are longer. It, it can be varied depending on the, the goals that they've got. Yeah, yeah. And how they fare with the process and then what their aspirations are after 
that point and if they carry on it, it seems sounds to me as though they they then see you and the program and the other people that are on that program as, as their one of their support um pillars if you like that you yeah, know they absolutely. then build into that the the whole process of them um progressing in business and in health in general one thing actually just to to come back to that i meant to to ask you at the start is is sort of that um you know what you set your sights on as a as a career. I noticed that you'd done you'd been to Camp America um, when you were younger, and I, I spoke to somebody else on a previous podcast who'd also been to Camp America, and she was saying she did two terms with that, and she was saying how it was, you know, she really it was hard work, but you know, with a young age, it was very, um, it, you know, there was a lot of benefits there, and it really helped with confidence and, and growing and. Um, she did mention how she'd read a book as well that was a bit of a life-changing moment for her. And I just wondered if there was anything out of that experience because it's with the younger kids, isn't it? And you're very active, whether that was something that actually was a bit of a pivotal moment in that career choice for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was very shaping, I think, come from America. Like Good word. With, with what... Um, the previous person mentioned about it being hard work because it definitely was hard work and it wasn't that I was shy of hard work like I had jobs before I went out there and I think I'd been brought up in a in a household where I had to do chores and I had to do x y and z to you know earn my way if you like pay my way as such so um it wasn't that I was um like not perhaps not prepared for it but it is very different when you're in a whole different environment and you're so far away from home. And I think that's what made me grow up a little bit faster maybe. And that's what made me um, perhaps um, not take for granted some of those small things that when you are in and around an environment where you know lots of people and you know, uh, you're know you around family and, and that sort of thing, um, it's very different when you're you know across the other side of the world almost or across the pond, if you like. So, um, so yeah, it was definitely an experience that not necessarily changed me, but yeah, it had a big impact in uh, what I then looked at doing in the future. So I knew I wanted to do something sporty or something practical, uh, but I didn't know how or where or in what capacity. And that sort of then made me think, oh yeah, I quite enjoy it. This is good fun working with kids and adults and um, that sort of like whole leadership role as such, taking people through various different activities and stuff and as silly as it might sound some of the the adults and children were so scared of heights and we had to do like a high ropes course there with zip lines and all sorts um we helped people that had never even like you know gone higher than like four foot off the ground because they were so <laughs> petrified to like going down a 12 15 foot zip line and coming off the other end like in tears with happiness because they were they enjoyed it so much um so there was lots of things like that that, you know, you experienced uh, leading people through and it was like really uh, inspiring and enjoyable and you got a lot from it. So I think that's where probably the, the coaching and training and leadership element came out in me a little bit more. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Very enriching experience and you being put somewhere yeah. out of your comfort zone, which uh, I've done as well because I worked on cruise ships. So I, I was on the... I was around the Caribbean and the Palmas. So that was across the pond as well. And just mm. leaving everybody in these, this new community of people become your family, don't they? It's like a surrogate Absolutely. family. Yeah, yeah. you really do make a whole new 
whole new family when you're away from that. And I think that's what, yeah, is really important as well. People that didn't perhaps uh, mold into that or weren't quite ready to take that on board didn't really last very long. You know, there were a few people that came out there and went straight home after a couple of weeks, you know, because it just wasn't for them. And I think, yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's very different very different yeah yeah we had that you would either you'd come on and people just didn't get into the the whole lifestyle of it and they'd left they'd leave within a couple of months um and then you've got other people who did it for years and years and years and worked their way up the ranks um yeah I mean I, yeah and I, I can see how that sort of shaped as you referred to it as a, as a good word and then moving into other parts of um your career because you did quite a number of years with younger children here didn't you sort of age two to seven was it which is a brilliant age to again help to shape people uh, to to, to shape sort of the little ones if you like through those developmental years so that they grow up you know with the kind of life skills and how to communicate and interact and you know not necessarily what's right or wrong because I think sometimes it's not as black and white as that but Mm -hmm. um yeah you you, you've helped everybody Joel (laughs) yeah I guess it's a bit like um uh what's the nursery you know the nursery story where she eats all the porridge I've forgotten now but uh the three bears it's Goldilocks Goldilocks yeah you know it's that Goldilocks theory isn't it where she tastes everything and until she gets the right one that you know she really likes and I guess that is (laughs) in a sense that's a little bit what what I what I did sort of yeah Camp America then then children's coaching um which again was really rewarding and incredibly uh yeah fun and energetic um but but yeah it was uh definitely it definitely helped me see the various different uh opportunities out there which was good yeah 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 it's uh it gives you a well-rounded perspective of mm. different different ages and I think as well working with children of that age they've still got a really vivid imagination then and you know playtime is is the be end and all and you know they can get really creative and as adults sometimes I think we can really lose that aspect of ourselves and and one thing to come to that um that, that you do in your above and beyond program is you you arrange these activities for people don't you that pushes them out of their comfort zone a little bit and I was uh, really grateful to have been able to join one of them um which we did some breath work and then a a, a cold dip in a tub which was yeah takes your breath away that is massive <laughs> sort of mental pressure that you've got to say look I'm okay I'm not gonna die yeah <laughs> I am actually gonna be okay um, so you know that and that for me I think being pushing ourselves constantly out of our comfort zones trying new things is something that we need as adults in order to maintain that momentum part of the recalibration process if you like part of us being able to perform optimally because if we don't we're not investing in a growth mindset we're going to be fixed all the time um, so I'm curious to know if that was something that you thought right at the start of developing this program this is what I want to do I want to help people get more comfortable push you know push their boundaries um get them to experience new things or was that something that just kind of grew maybe out of your own experiences and you know this is something that works for me yeah I think as as a like a fitness coach and helping clients I'm always on the lookout for things that would would help them ultimately um so 
obviously there's lots of shiny objects out there there's lots of pills potions and equipment out there that's uh is you know beyond weird and wonderful but i think um just keeping my eyes and ears peeled for various different things that can improve my clients mindset their health their performance their strength their training whatever it may be uh and just having them be um having them be susceptible to that and being able to just you know having that visibility of that going oh look let's go and try this you know or let's go and try that um and I did go a couple of times myself before obviously actually arranged that uh, event oh Um, did you it's all coming out now (laughs) so I did find it really really inspiring and really uh really powerful in terms of the breath work in terms of the the cold water therapy and stuff and and then reading up a lot on it and and diving into the science behind it all which was proven to be really really great for us as well so um the you know the, you know being um being open to those thermal elements of you know we've we've all heard about soreness and how great they are but actually looking at the colder side of things you know and how great that is um and having both of those in your routine or having both of those in your in your life to to use uh, are great tools and the science is all backing it up now and you know we see so much now on social media with the whole the cold dipping and the mm-hmm. clubs that are now, uh, popping up here and everywhere, everywhere and the cold dipping tubs and tanks and blow up things you can get for at home um which is great it's making people see what's available out there so um so yeah and we've done various things you know we've done little mini hikes we've done uh, you know obviously bits of journaling with yourself as well and um so it's really just um taking the, the shiny objects out and going what can actually help my clients that little bit more and bringing them together each quarter and going okay give this a try what what's the worst that can happen you know yeah. <laughs> um and just coming away going actually yeah that wasn't so bad I feel quite good after that and having that feel good factor and it's just nice to have those little um little mini milestones across the year for for clients to look forward to hopefully yeah (laughs) Uh, definitely I mean they're big challenges aren't they so you know if people think oh I'm not quite sure about that you set themselves a challenge and then they actually go through with it and achieve it and then certainly after that particular particular one you know you feel exhilarated you can't Mm. believe that you've actually gone through something like that and and survived I'm probably making it sound way worse than it than it is it's really is exhilarating but um yeah and and then really there's there's no there's no coming back from the person saying oh no I can't do that because well look what you achieved last week or, or look what you've achieved look how far you've come and I think that's something that you mentioned about the journaling because we did a, a small journaling session before that uh, activity didn't we um journaling is a great tool to be able to look back and reflect on how far you've come because we can we're wired to focus on the negatives of things and then poo-poo achievements that we think are small whereas really every small achievement all adds up to big achievements and it's all that progress journey to that optimal performance um and and you know through that acceleration of it that it's a it's really good to be able to think oh well you know I was that person then but now I'm this person now and I've gone through all of this and you've just achieved so much more and and that's that's powerful stuff it's empowering yeah definitely it lifts that glass ceiling sometimes I think that we put that in place 
like you say, with those negative thoughts or negative experiences that we've had in the past, uh, whether it be that's been put on us by other external factors or other people, um, and that can, you know, bring us down. Whereas, you know, doing something that's like a little bit scary and a little bit, if it, if it gets you, I always say, if it makes you feel a little bit scared, but also nervous and excited, then you should go and do it. Um, you know, all it being legal and okay to do so. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I think that's definitely, a, a, you know, something I want to have on my gravestone probably, you know, if it makes you feel nervous and excited, just do it. And uh, <laughs> certainly that, that, that particular um, meetup that we did back in October with the, the breath work and the cold water therapy was definitely one of those scenarios where it did make you feel nervous. You didn't necessarily want to do it, but then when you did do it, it was amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah great way to sum it up. Yeah. And, and actually um, the, just to sort of celebrate how amazing our bodies are. I know the mindset was a big thing, but when we did the breath work, how we'd gone through the breath work and actually your body, if you've got enough oxygen in your body, you don't need to breathe for well over a minute or however long it was. And that really surprised me because I know that sometimes I breathe quite shallow. Um, so to be able to take those deep breaths and then be aware that I was holding my breath for that long and I didn't feel the need to go <gasps> and gasp in more air was really quite empowering for me as something I could take on you know to the future to other other things um so yeah it's um yeah it's power it's powerful stuff and I think one thing um that I certainly I've experienced with a lot of personal development and just becoming aware of habits and bad habits and things is is the role of, of sort of self-limiting beliefs and not thinking that you can do something for one reason or another, usually something that's happened in the past. And I'm I'm interested to know if that's something that you encounter quite a bit with clients, you know, are they not achieving something in one aspect of their life because they're maybe it's a fear of something because they don't want a repetition of the past, or maybe it's uncertainty because they've never done something before. Is there any elements of, of that that you would say, yeah, that's something that, you know, people need to deal with as part of the programme. Yeah, 100%. I think we, we, I think we'd be lying if we all said we didn't have those, uh, you know, limiting beliefs or self-confidence um, sort of challenges in anything, whether it be in business, whether it be with your health and well-being or whether it be in relationships. Um, I think definitely we can, we can all hold a hand up and say, yeah, we've 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 had those challenges before um but I guess sometimes I try and help my clients think of it as though it's not them doing it or not them being it take that take that backseat or that zoom out and you know or uh, one that I love to speak to my clients about you know, okay if this was your best friend telling you this what would you tell them you know and just taking that little step backwards and thinking about it from a different angle I think that's a a huge factor that plays a really strong part in that with those like sort of limiting beliefs like you talk about but it's definitely a a challenge you know whether it be you know uh, someone that's been training for years and then had a setback and then just really struggled to get back to it but they know exactly what they need to do they know exactly how to do it they know how many times a week they need to do it for they know how long to do it for um you know They've, they've still got everything they need, you know, their limbs, their training kit, their trainers, their gym memberships, uh, et cetera, whatever it is they need to, to go and do the thing. 
but sometimes there's something between the ears that's stopping them. Okay. And uh, and I think that's where, you know, like I was talking about at the start, you know, that's where beyond the gym doors uh, is such a huge factor. Um, and whether it be just, you know, them training at 50% and them not really seeing many results, to them training at 100% and seeing all the results and getting everything they put in back out, um, it's it's quite often, yeah, that that little thing between the ears that, that talks us out of it or that, that wants to tell us that we shouldn't or there's a reason, like you say, there's a reason why we shouldn't. Um, yeah. That inner critic. Yeah, absolutely. That like, yeah, that chatter in our mind that's, you know, that's that's always there, but we have to sort of think of ways on how to deal with that, how to manage it and, uh, and keep it at bay as such or make peace with it a little bit, if you like, uh, so it yeah. doesn't have an impact. Yeah, that's yeah. it's a good way to put it. Yeah, keep it at bay or make peace with it because, you know, it's a case of just acknowledging it sometimes and accepting, okay, well, this has happened or situation, sorry, circumstances beyond my control um, and mm. then moving moving forward with it. Um, but, uh, you know, this it's not meant to be easy, really, is it? We're trying to push ourselves. You know, there's going to be a little bit of resistance there and let's lean into the resistance and get the most out of it instead of taking the easiest path path of least resistance which you know is mm. never i shouldn't say never going to end well i'm sure it does sometimes but we we do have to accept these challenges and, and push forward i just want to point out actually for anyone who's listening um and not watching on video that that joel's sitting here talking to me with a massive amount of weights and equipment and things behind <laughs> him <laughs> it's like how often do you go to the gym <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly not as often as many people think to be fair so many <laughs> think like oh but you must train twice a day or every day and everything else but uh actually like weight training three to four times a week max and then various other different bits and pieces that just keep me active and keep me moving whether it be as something as simple as walking the dog playing with the little one or playing football from a from a football team that i play for so um yeah it's it's a mixture of things but doing things that you enjoy not things that you think you need to do. I think that's a, that's a big factor. Yeah. yeah, perfect way of describing it. Yeah, getting some variety in there, making sure mm. that you're moving, if nothing else, and that doesn't have to be, you know, really pushing an exertion movement. Mm. It can just be a nice, gentle walk with the dog, with the kids around the park. It doesn't have to be yeah. climbing a hill or, or anything. As, as long as you're, you're at least moving and getting something done, that's... That's yeah, what, yeah. That, that's I think as well, benefit. like, like you, you're a business owner. You probably invest in uh, various different things, you know, or you've got a pension. You invest in various different pension funds. It's a bit like the same as your training. Like you wouldn't put all of your money into one thing in case something happened. So I wouldn't put all of my energy into just weight training because what if something happened and I couldn't weight train? Mm. So spreading those. It's spreading what you spend your energy on is is also really important and more beneficial in the long term. It's going to give you more longevity uh, and pay you back those dividends that little bit better. So it's it's spreading it around and understanding. Okay, yeah, it doesn't have to be just that one approach. You know, um, think runners can be easily uh, sort of like fall into that. They'll only put their time and energy into running, nothing else, um, and actually spreading it all over. Because if they do pick up an injury and then they can't run then they sort of feel like rubbish because they then can't run. So it's like, okay, go try a little bit of weight training or go try a little bit of Pilates or yoga or this or that or the other. And it's trying to spread, I think, really important to spread that 
across. Uh, we're always going to have our favourites, um, but like you just said before, you know what we want uh, to achieve. Sometimes we have to do those things that we don't always want to be doing, or that we don't always like enjoy enjoy straight away. So, um, so yeah, I think that's an again an important little tip. If anyone's listening to this and they take away one thing, it'd be good if they take that away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get a little bit of variety in there. Yeah. Felt as though you were talking to me then, because I am a runner. <laughs> oh, you um, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it, it's an easy, uh, I think, thing to fall in. I definitely fell into that category of weight training. You know, I thought weight training was all I needed to do. Um, but actually now, and and we see it now more and more, like certainly in social media, people actually striving to be that sort of hybrid athlete. So they want to be good at weight training, they want to be strong, but they also want to be a good runner they also want to be good at x y and z and i think all those things are important and there's certainly nothing out there that says you can't do all those things and be good at all those things uh, it just takes time and effort and hard work to to get yeah. there yeah definitely and particularly when you just look at it from a body point of view if you just do one thing your body's going to get used to that you're not really having a full workout as such particularly as a, as a runner you know, it's your lower limbs, really, not a great deal else is doing much unless you're carrying a big backpack or, you know, you're pulling <laughs> some dumbbells at the same time. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, one thing I said to myself as sort of an intention for the new year is to exercise but get more variety. So I love swimming, but I, I'm not a member of a gym and there's not really a decent pool near me as such. Um, so I'd love to start you know maybe join somewhere and, and do a bit more swimming and I used to do Pilates I haven't done that for a long time so I'd like to get back into the routine for that um mm -hmm. yeah it's just trying different things and you know keeping yeah. yourself excited about it. It, it just running really I mean because I do more trail running than road running it's nice because I go to different places so it's always mm -hmm. nice for me because I see new places and you know can be quite observant and you know ignites all my senses and everything because I'm outside and I'm not just at the gym doing it so there's yeah. lots of things that people find in a different activity isn't there but I mm -hmm. totally agree with you yeah. there you know try different yeah. things keep at them variety yeah. is the spice of life as they say yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, it's, it's been great talking to you, Joel. Thank you very much for your time. Is there anything that you want to sort of leave with the listeners? Um, some sort of takeaway that you can say, okay, if you just do this one thing, you, you've, you've already given one, so let me ask you for another. <laughs> um, that you yeah. can sort of say, okay, well, tomorrow you could try this or next week, you know, try this. Um, I mean, there's a couple of things that uh, people could grab straight off like my website, which would be super helpful and super useful if they're looking to improve their health, their well-being, maybe drop some body fat and generally just, yeah, be in a, in a better position over the next few weeks and months. Um, one of which is a, a strength test. So that is uh, not quite the one that most people think of straight away. There's no lifting involved. It's purely a sort of um, a specially developed sort of questionnaire which then gives them instant feedback off the back of that um, with some things that they can then look into and discover maybe more and be curious on that little bit more about. So that's on my on my website. So feel free to go and, and try that out and see what they get back, what feedback comes back from that, um, which is really, really useful. And then there's also some really simple um, nutrition bits and pieces on there too. So there's some meal guides and a recipe book on there. So if people are struggling for ideas or perhaps just want to have a little nosy at what the type of things that um, I look at with clients, then uh, those are there to take a little look at. So feel free 
to uh, to jump on the website on uh, jdfconsultancy.com to uh, to grab those. There's no there's no cost for it. It's all free on there. So yeah. Yeah, lots of useful tips there. Thank you, and I'll share the links to those for the for the show notes. Um, because with the yeah the recipe guide, I think that's always interesting to look at because sometimes it gives you a lot of ideas of of different food groups or or types of ingredients that you you, you never consider or you know doesn't go into a normal a normal meal. So it really is another way to spice things up a little bit. Yeah, and then... I think if we look at our shopping list and you, it's more or less the same each week. Like most people's shopping list, yes, will be different to each other, but it probably doesn't change much over six to 12 months unless like in January we've decided, right, I'm going to get more fruit and veg or right, I'm going to do this. And then it might change a little bit, but it will perhaps tend to come back to those similar flavors or similar things that you will put in there that you rely upon to uh, to fuel yourself. So, um, so yeah, it's a nice way just to mix that up and go, okay, yeah, I'm going to grab two recipes and maybe a snack idea and Let's try those, see if they, yeah. see if, so yeah. Yeah, all good for maintaining consistency in the blood sugar levels as well. <laughs> Instead <laughs> yeah. of going up and down, up and down, up and yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Joel. I've really enjoyed this. And thanks for sharing um, your insight about the Above and Beyond program, something that people can find out a little bit more about by visiting the website um, and really useful tips there for people and some recipes and um yeah uh having a go at discovering your fitness sorry your strength test um yeah, yeah. interesting to see what that is actually if it's not going to yeah, be yeah go, you know, go and try it <laughs> gives you a little bit of a, a score and feedback and some um yeah just some simple things that ultimately we're then uh someone can go okay i've never thought of this before or all right this is an area I need to work on not just maybe training or not just my nutrition that's struggling it's gives you a little overview on a few different things so yeah yeah and sometimes that's all it takes is somebody just to phrase something or suggest something in a slightly different way that you've not heard before that then actually makes a difference and it's that kind of catalyst for then moving forward and actually making some changes and taking some steps to make a difference yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. brilliant well thank you very much joel it's been an absolute pleasure thank you cheers Thank you for listening to today's Writing with Purpose podcast. Having conversations with fellow writers or adventure enthusiasts brings two of my biggest loves in life together, writing and nature connection. I've been a copywriter and content creator for 23 years, but my passion is writing for wellbeing. And I'm on a mission to share the benefits that putting pen to paper has personal wellness with as many people as possible. If you want to learn more about writing for your wellbeing, and journaling techniques, please connect with me in my Facebook group, Journaling with Anna.